She's like, this message is for Rachel. Why you don't put me on the motherfucking fucking schedule? schedule. Snap, snap, snap. Yeah, I can't clap because I only have one free hand. For anyone who can't see Christina, she looks like, what did we land on? It's like a hostage. (laughs) She looks like she's performing like the proof of life video that a hostage would would be forced to create. It's because, so I'm going handheld with my mic this time instead of using my mic stand because instead of being in the hall closet that I'm usually in, I'm in my like actual like Ikea closet in my bedroom. I wish everyone could see this. It is. It's tight. I don't even know how like wide it is, but I'm basically like crouched on the ground. My feet are against the wall. My back is against the other wall and I can just barely fit myself and my laptop in here. And so I couldn't use the mic stand because there's simply no room. Is your laptop on your legs? No, it's on a cuisine art box from the blender that I bought a couple months ago. (laughs) So that's what's going on today. Welcome to this recording where I look like (laughs) I'm (laughs) reporting on the apocalypse where I'm like, it's day five. There are no signs of life. I'm the only living person. Christina's fully in her like Ikea closet with her ham radio and her like tinfoil hat on. (laughs) Literally. You know what? I think it's very fitting for this climate that we're in right now. So I agree. You laugh now, but (laughs) we'll see who comes out on top. (laughs) Everyone's going to be in their fucking closets by the time this is over. Yeah. So we got another review that we get to talk about today. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So this review is an international review. It comes from Singapore, from Arushi, who I went to high school with. Good friend of the pod. We love her. Thank you. So for Arushi, I was thinking that we would go with maybe some like Blink-182 or like yeah something pop punk because I remember growing up that she was very into that kind of music. We were big fans of Five Seconds of Summer together back in the day. Ooh. Okay, well, I'm thinking of Five Seconds of Summer. I used to love them as well. Mm-hmm. There's the classic, like, You Look So Perfect. Standing she Looks So Perfect. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. They had some really nice ballads. That's not good for a montage. They did. I actually, I think that their old stuff, like, is a little bit underrated. I feel like people didn't appreciate them. And now their new stuff is, like, eh, not great. Oh, no. Yeah, they just want to be kind of like the chain smokers now, and I don't think it's working. Disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. I think if we're going to go with, like, a Five Seconds of Summer song— I feel like I'm leaning towards Don't Stop because it is like a fucking jam and also like I think a little bit of a sleeper hit and didn't get the love that it deserved. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think that might be the call. Yeah. I'm so down. All right. So if you would like us to pick a song for you for the montage portion of a movie about your life, please feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and we will give you a shout out in the next episode. Hell yeah. Do it. You won't regret it. It takes like two seconds to do. All the cool kids are doing it. You should totally try it out. Mm, It's like a designer drug, except you log (laughs) on and you review a podcast. No addiction at all. Yeah. So it's safe. Anyways, diving into the episode. What do we have here, Christina? 
Tell the people. We have a very exciting movie that was extremely formative for young middle school Christina. It is the 2006 classic Aquamarine. Classic. Okay. We got a little Emma Roberts, a little JoJo, mm. some Sarah mm. Paxton, the it girl, the it girl yes. of the early 2000s. Now she's out here yeah. hawking FabFitFun boxes, and I am scared. <laughs> I am scared about the state of the world. Yeah. She, like, was on top. She was on top of her game, mm-hmm. and I don't know what happened. I don't know. I don't know if she decided to, like, take a step back. Yeah. Or maybe just, like, the roles weren't there for her anymore. I don't know. But this was her prime. Yeah. She was, like, in the spotlight, and she was shining. I feel like this movie is also the only, like, Sarah Paxton moment where she's, like, not the, like, mean girl. Definitely. Or, like, the antagonist. But here she's the hero. I do remember watching her on Darcy's Wildlife, um, if anyone Mm. had seen that. In that movie, or not movie series, she's, like, the new girl from, like, out of town and Mm. she is, like, bullied. But she, like, moves to a farm and she's, like, from the city. And that's her whole thing. Mm. Yeah. But truly, no one expected that the most popular actor from this movie would be Emma Roberts. I never would have thought. I certainly didn't. Mm -hmm. I remember like when she first started to get like more notable roles and stuff and I was like what's happening? I'm scared. Yeah. I'm confused. I was like your best role was unfabulous. I agree. Why aren't you in more Hallmark Christmas movies? Yeah. She now like always plays the bitch and that's like her type now. Yeah. Which is wild when you look at her in this movie. Totally. And then there's Jojo who just like got absolutely fucking shafted by this industry. She had everything going for her. Yeah. She is like an insanely talented vocalist, really amazing musician. I think she's like a pretty decent actor but she got like basically held hostage by her label and they wouldn't let her like release any music and then they wouldn't let her out of her contract so then she had to like go and re-record all of her songs and they just like completely like stunted all of the momentum she had going in her career which sucks it's like the same thing that happened to taylor swift oh except for the fact that taylor swift is like doing fine and she's still super rich but she did get her what are they called? Rights. Like the rights to her music? The originals. Yeah, like Scooter Braun like bought her entire discography or something from like a label. So he owns mm. them now and she doesn't own her music. Is it just called the rights or is there like a specific thing it's called? Am I insane? There might be. I think there is like a name for it. I just don't know what it is. Either way, the point is messed up. Yeah. But at least we have this commemorative movie. Yes. And people, you know, people still have hella love for JoJo. I saw her singing mm-hmm. some like acapella COVID thingy the other day and it was beautiful. Yeah. I know she collaborates a lot with Jacob Collier. So it's just like, wow, two amazing musicians making beautiful things for all of us. How lucky we are. Yeah. I was just about to say, I was like, is there anything else we wanted to talk about? And then I remember that everyone else in this movie is literally like a bit character. Oh, except for Raymond. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He has gone on to have quite the interesting career. I feel like it's so varied. It's He's been in like two Oscar-nominated movies and then also Aquamarine and then also a handful of like TV roles. Yeah, and like 
a lot of those like um oh god i don't know if it's like lifetime movies i guess mm. where it's like he's like a serial killer like he was in the craigslist killer so it seems like he's having like a true career where he's like i'm not famous enough where i just get like dope roles all the time but he's like sometimes yeah. i i hit the jackpot and sometimes I don't. Sometimes you're in Lady Bird and American Sniper and then sometimes you're in a TV movie. Exactly. And you know what? I respect the hustle. I respect a working actor doing his thing. Of course, me as well. His mm-hmm. entire Instagram, as we saw, is like filled with Black Lives Matter stuff right now. He's really like just fully using his platform. So I was like, that's really great that you're doing that. He's not married also, and he's only 34. Oh, my God. That was insane to hear. I was like, I have a chance with him. Like, I could date someone 10 years older than me. Yeah. I'm like, so you're telling me there's a chance? Because I will take it if the chance is there. Where does he live? Firmly grasp it. (laughs) Firmly grasp it. Okay. Do you think he's in New York or California? Probably California. So, Mo, shall we uh, dive right in? Uh, Yeah, we shall. (laughs) Okay. Picture this. Underwater. It's a beautiful coral reef. There's sea life just flourishing away. The sea is such a beautiful place, is what I said when we were watching the movie, to which Christina promptly responded, I can't believe we're fucking killing it every day. It's true. So that's that's the mindset that we're in when we watch this at 12 a.m. Yeah. We zoom into the Capri Beach Club in Boca Raton, Florida. No, I'm kidding. They're near Tampa in this. That's all I know. But it's yeah. clearly pre-COVID. Although we realize that people in Florida are are still pretending like it's pre-COVID, so it might actually look like this right now. Yeah. We see a pool of people doing water aerobics. They're like grannies. And then we go to the beach where Claire and Haley, little Emma Roberts and little Jojo are peeking over their beach umbrella and just simply gushing over a guy, but not just any guy. Enter Raymond, the hotty hot hot lifeguard. One of the few blonde men that I love. Claire is saying that like all of the articles and the magazines that they read say that they're way too available and that they need to be more coy. And Haley is like, yeah, we're so coy that he doesn't even know that we exist. (laughs) And then they decide to do like a Raymond Pop quiz. And we learn that his favorite song is Weezer's Island in the Sun. His favorite food is oranges. And his favorite drink is Dr. Pepper. Uh, Such an underrated soda. Mm -hmm. So Claire reads Haley a passage from her teen magazine on the fluff and retreat tactic. Fluff his ego, then walk away. Not only is he left wanting more, but he's under the impression that it's his idea. And as we all know, men just love thinking that they are the first ones to think (laughs) things. So, yeah. Oh my God, Christina, just you say that. Say that line. Also, like, I cannot believe the glasses that they put on Emma Roberts. They look like magnifying glasses. I'm talking, hey, Emma Roberts whips her head around. You can see like one eye is like significantly like larger than the other oh man so then Haley is talking about how like summer is almost over and Claire still hasn't been in the water and Claire is like really apprehensive and evasive about it so it's like "Mm, touchy subject and then Claire is like don't you realize that we have like less than five days before you're moving across the world and Haley is like well you know what I haven't kissed Raymond yet so I'm not going 
anywhere. Fucking bold. Bold of a rising eighth grader to say about an 18-year-old man. Yes, they are, in fact, children. And in the midst of their discussion about Raymond and wanting to kiss him, etc., enters resident mean girl Cecilia. I have thought about this a lot, and I can't understand for the life of me why these girls feel like Cecilia is their enemy. I'm like, they're significantly younger than you. They're like six years Mm -hmm. younger than you. What is the relationship that, like, why are you even in in the same social circles? You're not. Yeah. But Cecilia walks onto the beach, and Claire's like, Cecilia's back from summer camp. And I'm like, what? What are you saying? But she takes off her little beach wrap and she shows off her new boobs and they are astonished. Let me tell you right now, this girl has A, maybe B cups. What? What are you saying? Their eyes like fucking pop out of their heads and Claire is like, she could poke an eye out. And I'm like, could she? Could she? With those at most B cups? I think not. But I guess when you're like 12 and somebody has like any sort of semblance of boobs, you're like, oh my God, they're fucking massive. I feel like my boobs developed early. Like I remember distinctly having memories in middle school of like Mm. a guy pointing out my boobs and being like, you should wear a bra. And I like didn't have a bra until I was like in eighth grade, but I had boobs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I definitely did not. When did you get boobs? Like when I was 16. It took like a very long time. I was like very, very flat for a long time. Yeah, I didn't start to really develop until I was like 16. That's so wild because you have like the best boobs I know. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. When it happened, it happened. It just it took a little while. But you know what? Good things come to those who wait. So yeah, I feel like my boobs. Oh, we're gonna have to cut this down so much. But my boobs, um, I feel like they grew in middle school and they were like, there, you yeah. have boobs now. And then I just got stuck with them forever until yeah. maybe like a year or so ago. I feel like they grew again. And I can't tell you why. Like, I don't know why. But like, yeah. Who knows? Mysteries. Mysteries of the breast. This is going to be on season two of Unsolved Mysteries. I can't wait. Yeah. This is a they're going to call the episode <laughs> Breasteries. I love it. (laughs) So Haley is really worried about Cecilia dating Raymond, but Claire says he's too smart for that. And if he wasn't to her, he'd shake his hair, stretch his arms, and flex his muscles. Clearly, the girls have been doing a lot of sleuthing. Mm -hmm. So they watch as, like, Raymond, he shakes his hair, and they're like, oh, my God. He stretches his arms, and they're like, no. And then finally, he flexes his muscles and they absolutely scream. Ray is like, are you okay? Like calling out to them. And Cecilia is like, babysit much? (laughs) You're so cool, Cecilia, with your itty bitty titty committee. (laughs) So Claire and Haley start to leave the beach and Claire's grandparents call the girls over. And I guess they like own the beach club. Yeah. And they're like, oh, girls, like, bad news. We're going to fire Raymond. And they're like, 
what? And like freak out. And then the grandparents like, huh, we're just kidding because they are down with the kids. You know, Raymond is the lifeguard crush of the century. So he simply cannot be fired. So then they ask Claire and Haley to put away the decorations for the last splash, which is like a big end of summer blowout. Um, They want to put them in storage till tomorrow because there's this huge storm that's supposed to be rolling in. So they're bringing the decorations in and they run into Leonard, who is like the quote unquote creepy like maintenance worker, like the groundskeeper or whatever. Yeah. But as we were watching this, we were kind of like, are you actually creepy? Like, is he creepy or are they just being rude and judgmental? Yeah. Nobody is nice to him. Yeah. Everyone is so mean to him. And damn, I hate Florida. I just need to talk about that because I have been to Florida so many times. I had so much family that lived in Florida. So every fucking year, like all we did was go to Florida, like every break or whatever. If we were going somewhere, we would go to Florida when I was growing up. I have spent enough time in Florida to tell you that place should be burned to the ground. No, I'm kidding. If you if you love Florida, it's like cool. But Florida is a pretty crazy place. It's like no man's land. No one can dispute me on that. It's a lawless place. So back at Haley's house, she rides home. The storm has started a little like it's raining. She gets to her front yard, throws her bike down, fucking just like lays that shit on the dirt. And then she (laughs) goes over to the for sale sign in the front yard and she kicks it over and over again till it falls down. I am not exaggerating right now. She's going full blown postal on this bitch. Okay. So Haley's mom wants her to pack, just like get her shit in some boxes. And she even apologizes for the fact that they have to move. And she's like, I didn't want to leave Boston either. But then, you know, we moved here and you met your best friend, Claire. And Haley is super reluctant. She's just like, mom, you fucking bitch. I'm not moving to Australia with you. It's like the um, TikTok where they're like visiting your white friend's house for the first time and hearing how they talk to their parents. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh. It's like, mom, you fucking bitch. Shut the fuck up. And you're like, oh my God. Like, you talk to your parents like that? I know. I know. I like, I, even seeing it in a false manner makes me like, yeah. Like my, my, I'm like, I'm sweating. I'm like afraid for my life. But Haley's poor single mom is just trying her best out here. Can't catch a break. So after dinner, Haley goes over to Claire's house for a sleepover, and they're in this like rec room that Mo's laughing at me because. Go on. Because this rec room is like so fucking cool. I would have literally killed to have this as a child. Like there's pinball machines, there's popcorn machines, vending machines. I'm just like, are you kidding me? When I was 12, honestly, even at age 24, if you said I could have a sleepover in that room, I would fucking like explode from excitement. Yeah, there's like a huge non-flat screen TV hanging out. They're Mm. like watching movies. Claire starts to talk about her like anxiety about starting eighth grade without Haley. Big parallels to like sleepover. with Alexa Vega and her friend. And Haley once again changes the subject because she is a conflict avoider. And she's like, oh my gosh, like we totally have to dance with Raymond at the last splash. Like we'll be such good dancers that he'll realize that he has to marry one of us. And I'm like, solid plan, solid plan. You can make that happen. Seems legit. 
But Claire then goes back to talking about how like this might be their last ever sleepover. And then Haley changes the subject again. And she decides to like pray to the mystic powers that be like the gods and like makers of majestic waves that her mom sees the error of her ways and keeps them in Bay Bridge. And then she like throws popcorn behind her head and says, Ameneth. Ameneth. Lightning strikes. And the storm rolls and the power goes out. The girls are screaming because they hear a mysterious little sound outside. <laughs> we are really having a time and a half with this episode. <laughs> As they hear the creepy crawlies turning and tossing, they say if Leonard is coming in there to chop them up into pieces... <laughs> That they are each other's best friends, and they love each other. That poor, poor man, everyone thinks he's a predator, but he's just a maintenance <laughs> guy trying to make a little money. Rough. Anyways, good news, it's grandma, and she brings... <laughs> Sorry. I feel like I'm getting a heat stroke because it's so hot in here. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Oh my god. (laughs) But good news, it's just grandma. (laughs) And she brings them inside so they can sleep (laughs) and And she brings them inside so they can sleep in Claire's bed. Meanwhile, outside the storm rages on. So the next morning, Claire wakes up and she sees that, like, the entire beach club is basically, like, in shambles from the storm. Like, everything has been knocked over. Like, waves have gone into, like, the pools. Like, there's (laughs) debris everywhere. It's horrible. So the girls run outside. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. I just have to say this. The place. The place looks like... (laughs) The place. It looks. looks it looks like fucking horrible. Shit. Okay. <laughs> this is tens of thousands of dollars worth of damage. <laughs> they will never financially recover from this. Oh. <sighs> okay. All right. So the girls run outside and they see like the pool has like all this ocean water washed up in it. Raymond is there. He's helping clean up. And Grandpa's like, maybe we have to call off the last splash. And Claire and Haley are like, what? Like, no, you can't call off the last splash. Begging him not to cancel it. Yeah. It's no go. If the the last splash doesn't happen, there's like a a suicide pact in the works. Okay. It's serious business. So Claire sees something shimmering in the water. And honestly, I can't tell you why she decides to go for it and grab it when she's been avoiding the ocean and the pool all summer. But she sure does. She goes and tries to reach whatever she sees. And she falls in the water. A tile actually crumbles under her foot and she falls in the pool while she's like in the pool just like grasping and like flailing she sees something mysterious with hair swimming around and then finally Raymond saves her just taking off his shirt at the speed of light to jump in the pool I cannot express enough how quickly he rips off his shirt he sees her go in he's like Claire and then boom it's off almost like the shirt was an illusion like it was never there exactly I'm like wow he's so good with kids like great father material right there Claire is absolutely 
freaking out. And she thinks that there's a shark in the pool, I guess. Meanwhile, Haley explains that Claire gets scared in the water because her parents drowned. Honestly, what a dark twist. Yeah. Haley takes Claire inside and tells Ray that it was tight. Like, saving someone from drowning was tight. And I'm just like, homie, what? That was tight, Ray. Like, (laughs) it was so tight when you resuscitated that corpse. It was pretty (laughs) tight. Haley is so excited that Raymond saved Claire and that she got to feel his flexed biceps against her. Claire is like, more importantly, there's a creature in the pool and I just swallowed a lot of pool water. I think I'm going to be sick. She doesn't say that. The last part I made up. But Haley says that they should meet at 9 p.m. and they're going to find out what the fuck is in this absolutely wretched, just crop filled pool. So under the cover of darkness, the girls climb over this fence to get to the pool but Leonard like hears a commotion outside so he goes outside to check but they hide and like he goes away and they make it in so Haley decides she wants to try and like feed the creature so she like drops a sardine in the pool nothing she drops a fish stick nothing and like they're waiting to see if anything's going to come to the surface and Haley's eating these like gummy worms and Claire like knocks them out of their hand and they're like arguing about what it could be in the water and then suddenly aqua appears out of the water and she's like i'm guessing it was a mermaid and the girls are like shook to the core and aqua the mermaid swims up to them and they like scream bloody murder they are freaked out which i mean same girl like if i saw a fictional creature i'm just like imagining me seeing bigfoot in the woods and like trying to talk to someone about Mm -hmm. it and they're just being like you are sick in the head what is wrong with you like I would be apprehensive too, but mm-hmm. Aqua's like, I see we need to take it slowly, Mer. Made. And the girls are just still screaming. We see Aqua's nails like turn red and she's hella angry. They're surprised that she can speak English and she's like, I can speak every language, honey. Any more questions? We are not fictional. We are discreet. Aqua notices Haley staring at her tail and she's like, you can touch it. And she's like, this is slimy AF. And Aqua's like, OMG, thank you so much. I rub it with like <laughs> jellyfish shit and like oils kelp from some yeah kelp but you know they're like getting acclimated you know you can tell that a bond is slowly forming aqua grabs claire's foot and she's like what are these what are these like and claire is freaking out and i'm like i understand but also like let's get over this hump like let's we we acknowledge the mermaid Mm -hmm. we see the mermaid yeah So as they're, like, talking, Aqua notices that, like, one of the gummy worms has floated all the way across the other side of the pool. She's like, hey, get back here, and, like, motions with her hand, and it, like, makes a little wave that carries the gummy worm over to her. And they're like, oh, my God, that's so cool. And she's like, oh, that's nothing, like, compared to my dad. You should have seen, like, the storm he caused last night. And they're like, oh, my God, that was him. And apparently he was mad that Aqua swam away from her wedding. Um, She was supposed to marry this dude, but she didn't want to. And then he threw a little temper tantrum. So as they're talking, Leonard hears like voices again. So he goes outside to investigate. The girl's like, okay, like we have to run. So you need to hide and we'll come back for you tomorrow. Yes. So they skedaddle and the morning comes. The sun is rising. Clara wakes up and she sees the jar of sardines on her nightstand. 
stand. And she like shows them to Haley and they both laugh and they're like, ha ha ha, my shenanigans. And then they go to Claire's window and they see that the pool has been drained and they're like, oh no, we lost Aqua. But then they hear some commotion coming from the snack shack and they open it up and Aqua is in there. She's totally naked. She has legs and as she so excitedly points out, she has an ass. Claire convinces Haley to give Aqua her shirt because girls literally running around naked. Like there's no, I guess there's just like no clothes underwater, which sure, if we want to be like intellectual about it, but Aqua takes her t-shirt and turns it into a hot, trendy dress, the it piece of fashion that summer. Yeah, she like rips the sleeves and then like ties it into a halter dress. And I can tell you from experience that I did try this when I was a young, young tween. And I can tell you that it simply does not work. That shit looks ridiculous. Yeah. Even if you do get it to work, it does not look nearly as cool. Because also your t-shirts aren't like as big as they would need to be to like make yeah. a dress out of them. There's a lot of stuff in this movie that like, you know, defies the laws of math and science. But you know what? We're just going to overlook it. We just roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. So they go to Claire's bedroom and Aqua is like jumping on the bed. She's super pumped about how she has legs. She's like snacking on gummy worms. Um, apparently this is her first time having legs and mermaids can have legs when the sun is out. And they just have to keep them dry. Yeah. And if you get, like, even a drop of water on there, instant tail. They seem so arbitrary. The rules just don't make sense to me. Yeah. So then Aqua's shell phone starts ringing. And it's, like, one of those shells that you, like, hear the ocean through. And she's like, yeah, the ocean can hear you back, too. So her dad is calling. He is hella pissed. She's like, I don't want to marry some spoiled rich squid. I'm like... I love the wordplay there. She's like, this message is for Rachel. Why don't put me on the motherfucking schedule? <laughs> so her dad is like really pissed. He starts making a storm again because, you know, he doesn't know how to handle his emotions like a little bitch baby. And Aqua is like, I know that love isn't a myth. Like, I'm going to prove it to you. And if I can't prove it to you in three days, then I'll honor your plans. Yes, there's a lot at stake. Aqua hangs up. Mm -hmm. She rushes over to the girls and she's like, I need to find love. They don't have it where I'm from. Underwater, we marry whoever our parents pick. And she's like, y'all, I have three days, 72 hours to prove love isn't a myth or my dad wins and I have to get married. But Aqua knows love is real because she saw it once and she wants it. She's like determined and she looks around outside on the balcony and she's like, him. And it's Raymond wakeboarding, just wakeboarding away in his fine ass bod. And the girls are like ready to just burn her at the stake. They're like, absolutely not. <laughs> We've been taking weird cosmopolitan quizzes all summer and memorizing him and also slightly stalking him. You cannot have Raymond. But Aqua runs outside to Raymond while he's rinsing off from that sweet, salty ocean water and just asks flat out if he loves her. And he's like, no, but I think you're hot, like really hot. But his boys are waiting for him in the Jeep. So he's like, got a blast but he'll see her around i just want to say 
that bathing suit stays on for the entirety of the summer. He never takes his <laughs> bathing suit off. He has just like a burning, blistering rash underneath <laughs> this wet bathing suit that has stayed with him for all of time. I'm like, somebody needs to get that boy some baby powder stat because you know that he has diaper rash. And that is the truth. So... Aqua is like crushed that he doesn't love her instantly. And she's like, I don't understand why. And she's also like, doesn't understand that hot is like a figure of speech and it's like a good thing. Yeah, she's very confused at this point. So she tells the girls that they need to help her get Ray to fall in love with her. And they're like, no, like pick someone less popular. Everyone is after him. All the girls, all the guys even. I love that they say that. Yeah. And Aqua is like, well, you know, if you help a mermaid, you get a wish. And they're like, come again? And they are like, oh shit, like we could get your mom to like not move you to Australia. So they agree to help Aqua and give up Raymond for themselves. And Aqua is freaking stoked. She like runs off to go find him. And they're like, you need shoes and undies. Yes. So meanwhile, back at the pool, we see that Leonard is kind of just like cleaning out the leftover debris. And he finds this mysterious necklace with a merman on it and like a scale from Aqua's tail. And he's like, hmm. What's this? Leonard is intrigued. Meanwhile, at Haley's house, we learn that Haley's mom is a marine biologist and she cleans up seawater, which like makes sense why they're moving to Australia. And Aqua's like, oh my gosh, thank her for me because I can taste the difference. And I'm like, yeah, girl, your mom is like making a difference in the world's, in the mm. environment. Okay. So Aqua sees Haley's fish, Moby, hiding in his tank and she's like, he doesn't like the harsh light. And when she moves it, he finally comes out of hiding. Haley's like, he's been in there for weeks. And then Claire's like, can you make boobs come out of hiding? I, I feel you, Claire. I was right there with you. Haley and Claire tell Aqua that she has to call Ray and hang up because that's just what girls do. So they call up Ray on Haley's landline in her room and he answers the phone and Aqua screams the top of her lungs and throws the landline out the window, like cord and all, just straight out of the wall. I never did anything like that. Like I never called a guy and hung up. I, I feel like it's just a thing people do in movies. Yeah, I definitely crank called people when I was younger. I don't know if I ever explicitly did it to like a guy that I liked, but I did enjoy calling up random mm. places. Yeah. Just for the fun of it. For the thrill. For the thrill. It's the cheap thrills that you can get in middle school. <laughs> so now the girls have to do the next step when you like a guy, which is the drive-by. So they decide to ride their bikes like back and forth in front of Ray's house. And they're like, you just be super casual. Like you didn't even know this was his street. And so they're just like going back and forth. And Ray like hears some giggling. And he looks out the window and he sees the girls and he like locks eyes with Aqua and waves at her. And she is so shook that she like pulls the brake. Oh my God. And goes fucking flying and like eats shit right in front of his house. If this were real life she would have blood coming out of her nostrils scrapes Everywhere. on her face yeah but ray you know being the trained lifeguard that he is immediately jumps in to rescue he like jumps over this fence in slow motion to check on her so dumb i'm aroused obviously and he's like oh my gosh like are you okay and aqua's like we didn't even know this was your street and i'm like 
Subtle. Good one. So she has this, like, cut on her leg, and Ray's like, oh, like, let's just run it under some water, and she obviously flips out. So he's like, okay, at least let me put a Band-Aid on, and he, of course, has one in his pocket because a lifeguard is always prepared. Yes. It's a very cute little moment. He's then like, hey, so are you going to the street fair later? Ooh. And, of course, as this flirtation is happening, Cecilia pulls up in her dumb little pink car, and she's like i'm here for my driving lesson ray and i'm like ray how many jobs do you have you're the lifeguard you're you're a driving teacher you're mowing lawns you're walking cats like jesus (laughs) christ man he's hustling he is you do want a man you do want a man who knows the hustle so true ray says we'll see aqua later and has to attend to his obligation but before he goes on the driving whatever lesson you whatever you want to call it he has to go inside so Haley says cecilia thinks she's the shit because her dad is like a weatherman but aqua isn't intimidated she's like i don't get it and goes up to her and cecilia pulls up to the girls and immediately just starts dissing them she's like who are you claire's like this is my cousin aquamarine and cecilia's like she's pretty for a crayon And Aqua's like, I'm named after a precious gemstone, whereas Cecilia translates to dim-sided. But I guess your parents know you better than I do. Boom, boom, boom. Fucking get fucked, Cecilia. (laughs) So Cecilia is pissed with a capital P, and then her car backfires. Get fucked, Cecilia. Yeah. Humiliation station. Population one. (laughs) So then they go to Claire's house and Aqua is like super embarrassed by how clammed up she got in front of Ray. And the girls are like, don't worry, we're going to teach you all about boys. And they pull out their fucking plethora of teen magazines. Absolutely not. Yeah. And then like Aqua's finger scales, which I guess like change color according to her mood, turned purple for the first time ever. So then we see a montage of the girls just like devouring these magazines for boy bagging technology yeah i remember doing the magazines and like the weird hairstyles Mm. which for me really sucked because like every hairstyle was for straight hair and i have really curly hair so i would try to do something my hair looked to put it lightly horrific (laughs) like abhorrent no i have straight hair and i couldn't even do any of those hairstyles because i don't know how to french braid and yeah. every single hairstyle needs you to French braid. French braiding was, like, big when we were younger. Yeah. I also used to try out, like, the crazy eyeshadow looks that they had, even though, like, I had no business <laughs> trying to wear, like, fucking fluorescent orange eyeshadow on my eyes at age 13. But, you know, I tried it out anyways. You gotta learn through self-sabotage. So Aqua is, like, kind of annoyed by all these dating rules and how, like, they're super hypocritical and, like, conflicting, but is also, like, kind of addicted to binging all these magazines. And Claire and Haley are like, all right, she is ready. Let's take her out to the fair. But at the street fair, immediately, she comes across Raymond playing some little basketball hoop game. And Aqua's like, I got this, ladies. Let's do the laughing pass. And Ray does notice, even though they sound absolutely maniacal as they walk by him. And then they have Aqua look at him and look away, twirl her hair. Jesus, this is so bad. Twirl her <laughs> hair, arch her back, pucker her lips, flip her hair. She looks like a mess. She looks erratic. So then 
she does the fluff and retreat. And she's like, wow, Raymond, you're so good. Bye. And they worry she didn't fluff enough. But Raymond is surprisingly hooked by her odd, odd actions and um, walks over to flirt with her and even gives her the dolphin that he just won from the game. Yeah, he's like shockingly into her. So they're like walking and talking a little bit. And he notices that Aqua is like mesmerized by like the cotton candy machine. So he goes and buys one for her and she like doesn't know what it is. So she just like rubs it on her face. And Claire and Haley are like, ooh, like... You know what I love to do with cotton candy? I love to eat it. It's so much fun to eat it. And Aqua's like, right, gotcha, gotcha. So she starts eating the cotton candy. And then Claire and Haley watch and they see Raymond does the shake, the stretch, and the flex. Bada he bang. likes her. Hell yeah. God bless. So Aqua then sees like the paddle boats on the... Is it a lake? I don't really know. It can't be a lake. I'm not sure. I mean, I think it could be like a lake or a pond because like it would be outrageous to have them go in the ocean with paddle boats. Yeah. I don't think so. They're in some small body of water. Mm Mm-hmm. And Raymond's like, oh my gosh, you've never been before? Like, let me take you on your first ride. And I'm like, damn, this dude is really spending his like entire lifeguard salary on this impromptu date i'm shocked yeah what a treat from an 18 year old what a gentleman mm-hmm. so they mosey on over to the paddle boating situation and they hop on a little boat and aqua's like i'm only in town for two more days and raymond's like i want to take a year off before going to college so i can travel and he's like i've never left florida And if at that moment I was with that boy, I would simply jump overboard. I would say, got a blast. Have to go wash my hair. (laughs) It's shocking how, like, well-adjusted he is. It really is. He's like, I'm a Democrat. Got a blast. Got to (laughs) travel. No, I'm kidding. They're both bad parties. Anyways, they connect over their dads controlling them. And they're like, we both have daddy issues. He, he, he. And he's like, you know... Literally, this is a quote. You're not like other girls. And I'm like, gag me. Uh, We get it. Either A, you really only talk to girls who suck, like people who are just bad people, or B, Mm -hmm. you um, don't take enough time to get to know people well enough to be like, oh, women have differentiating personalities. Mm -hmm. They're not just one mechanical body. Yeah. So Aqua then notices that like the sun is starting to set and, you know, freaks out because she's not trying to like transform in front of this dude. So she's like furiously paddling to get back to land. And Raymond is like super confused. He's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then she calls out to Claire and Haley who are like eating ice cream and watching them. And then they're like, oh, fuck, like sunset. She's going to pop a tail. That sounds so weird to me. I don't like that phrase. It sounds like I'm watching like Dr. Pimple Popper or something. As Hawk was freaking out and she's like calling out to Claire and Hale and she's like, help, help. Obviously, they have to run, right? So they toss their ice cream cones, but not immediately. They take like this just very oddly like full-blown lick to just like... They're, like, trying to gulp it down before they have to throw them into the trash can. And I'm like, what 
<laughs> what priorities, ladies? Come on. Did you see how quickly Raymond took off his shirt in the last scene? That's the quickness mm-hmm. with which I need you to approach these situations. <laughs> yeah. And then you're also going to just be running with a brain freeze. Like, it's lose-lose. Yeah, I'm like, go big or go home. Take the ice cream cone with you. So they're paddling back to the pier, and Raymond is like, oh, so like... Uh, what are you doing tomorrow night? There's this thing called the last, the last splash. The last splash. <laughs> I like can't fucking speak. Okay. <laughs> and Aqua is like way too panicked about like popping a tail to even notice that he is asking her out on a date. So they get back to the pier finally and Aqua has to like climb over a bunch of other boats and then she like books it out of there. And as they're running away, she's like, sorry, Ray, like thanks. I had so much fun. And as they're speeding off, Cecilia sees them and decides to go over and talk to Raymond. Meanwhile, they are trying to find a safe place for um, Aqua to spend the night. It has to have a ton of water and it can't be the ocean because she knows her dad will pull her home. So Claire brings her to the water tower. They're like, we can sacrifice the only last resort of safe drinking water in this town should that ever come to to be a need and you can stay here. So let's climb this really tall ladder and we'll just put you here. Aqua tells them that Raymond asked her to the last splash. Everyone is so happy. They're like, we're going to get this wish. You're going to get your love. And as they're climbing up the water tower on this rusty ass, dangerous ass ladder, it almost falls apart. But they make it and Aqua dives into the water with her dolphin floaty and she's like so happy. So that night, Haley and Claire are having a sleepover in a tent in Haley's packed up room and they talk about how much they desperately want the wish and Haley is like, do you think that Raymond will actually fall in love with her? And Claire's like, I mean, we have to try. And then she's like, oh my god, I just realized like Aqua has nothing to wear to the last splash. So Haley is like, don't sweat it. Tomorrow, let's sneak away to the bus, go into Tampa and go shopping. Pretty bold. And Claire's like, we cannot not do that. We're going to get in so much trouble. And Haley's like, it's totally fine. Plus, I have $400 saved up from working at the aquarium all summer. That's not even half my rent. Yeah. And Claire's like, still apprehensive, but does eventually agree to go because the risk is less than the reward, baby. Yes. The next morning, they like, you know, sneak over to the bus, they get on, and they look for dresses at the Tampa Mall, but instead Aqua brings them to this little thrift store boutique, and Claire and Haley are like, what are you, what's going on here? That we're finding cool stuff. And she's like, I'm a sustainable queen. And Mm -hmm. the clothing try-on montage ensues. We got a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a weird dress, a cute dress, a vintage dress, et cetera, et cetera. Then they go to the salon and Claire and Haley get blue highlights. They match aquas. It's just a beautiful friendship mall day. They're like, not yet a woman, but I don't know that song actually. Britney Spears. Is that Britney Spears? Yeah, it's I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. Yes, that's the title. Yeah, the mall is the epitome of teenage social life. Oh my gosh, I spend so much time at the mall, especially because like in Singapore, it's like the land of malls. They're fucking everywhere and they all like, well not all of them, but most of them like connect underground Wow. So, like, you can just go from, like, mall to mall to mall to mall. It's crazy. So that's what I did, like, every day after school. I just want everyone to know that Christina told me that with a straight face. She's like, that's what I did every day after school. 
I just went to malls. Mall this, mall yeah. there. I, I can tell you the mm-hmm. the mall, like the back of my fucking hand, bro. Oh, yeah. I would go to 313. I would go to Ion. I would go to Wisma. I would go to Takashimaya. Like, so many malls. I don't know any of those stores. <laughs> Those are all just malls in Singapore. Oh, okay. So shout out shout out to my to the Singaporean listeners who know what's up. Cool. So after this shopping extravaganza, they go back to Claire's house and Aqua's like, "Oh my god, I just realized like I don't have earrings." And Claire's like, "Relax, I got you. You can borrow some of mine." And Aqua's like, "What the fuck am I supposed to do with these? Like put them through my skin?" And they're like, "Yeah, that's what you do." And she's like, "No, no, no, no. I only wear stick-ons." And so she brings them out to the pier and she's like, I need you guys to swim out to this buoy and get me two starfish. Bold ask. Yeah, because she wears live starfish as earrings. She's like, they compliment me. And they're like, what do you mean? And she's like, they literally whisper compliments in my ears. So they're like, this buoy is way too far away. So Aqua like whistles and it brings, you know, two little dolphin taxis over to the pier to bring Claire and Haley to the buoy. So the dolphins swim up and Haley is like, oh my God, Claire, like you have to do this with me. This is incredible. But Claire declines because of her fear of water. Mm -hmm. So Haley gets in and gets a sweet ride to that buoy on the backs of of one of the dolphins. Aqua is proud of herself and she's pleased and Haley is just having the time of her life riding on a dolphin. You can totally tell that they had, like, to shoot that scene at some weird place where you go and you, like, swim with the dolphins, you know? Yeah. And then there's, like, a crude, like, what is it called? Clip art pic of, like, her riding on a dolphin, like, from far away. (laughs) It's so horrible. But anyways, Aqua talks to Claire one-on-one and she's like, when I saw Love, it was actually really near where we are right now. It was a couple on a little blue boat and when they looked at each other, it was something I had never seen before. And Claire's like, um, pray tell, like, what was the name of the boat? And she's like, the Claire de Lune. And Claire's like, that was my parents. They're fucking dead. What the fuck? No, she's like, that was, that was my parents. And Aqua's like, they loved each other. And I think that they wouldn't want you to be afraid of life. And I'm like, very bold. Very mm-hmm. bold thing to say, Aqua. I'm like, it's probably true, but like, you don't know her life. Yeah. So once she gets a starfish, there's like a little montage of them out to lunch. And the starfish are just complimenting Aqua. Like, it's clearly worth the hype. The starfish earrings mm-hmm. are the nips, the tits, the lickety lick. They're like, Aqua, Aqua, Aqua Marine is so lovely. She makes us so lovely just being near. And she's smart, like tuna. The spot on impression. Thank you very much. So then Cecilia's mean, shitty little friends stroll up and they like make fun of the girl's blue hair and say that they look like the grandma brigade. And Aqua is like, oh, who cares? Like, I'm going to the last splash with Raymond. And they're like, guess again. He's going with Cecilia. She asked him last night and now she's throwing a pre-party for the last splash at her house. And then Aqua like swallows a bunch of her drink and then spits it out of her mouth at them like a goddamn fountain it's a sight and she's like put on a dry shirt then and i'm like damn but then she like gets up and storms off yeah aqua is pissed and confused and she runs away she's like i'm going back to the ocean Haley is crushed that aqua is leaving and they won't get their wish but claire's like no 
Like, we're not fucking laying down taking this. You're going to go stop Aqua and I'm going to confront Raymond. So Haley goes to confront Aqua and we see the shot of Aqua standing at the shore and she's waiting for the tide to touch her toes. Her nails are turning dark blue. I don't fucking know what it means, but it means something. Probably sad. (laughs) And Haley runs up as she's doing this and she's like, Aqua, stop. And Aqua's like, why? What's the point? Raymond doesn't care. I'm going to go home. Love stinks. And Haley is like, you know, my dad said he loved us. Then he left for some other family. And love doesn't always work, but that's life. But when you find love, it's really beautiful. And there's a reason everyone wants it so much. It's the closest thing we have to magic. Fucking bars. She's spitting fire. Yeah. What a beautiful child monologue, okay? Aqua Mm -hmm. starts crying and she's like, I don't know what's happening because they don't have tears underwater because it's all wet. Uh, She's probably been crying all of her life and she's never noticed. So they laugh it off and Aqua is like, I'll stay. So then Claire like rolls the fuck in to Cecilia's house on her whip, aka her bike. And she got those eyes peeled looking for Raymond. So she finds him in the pool with Cecilia and she's like, how could you do this to Aqua? And Ray's like, well, I found out that she has a boyfriend and like that's who she ran off to watch the sunset with. And Claire is like, Aqua doesn't have a boyfriend. Guess again. Guess again, bitch. She doesn't have a boyfriend. Sounds like you've been hearing false information. Mm-hmm. And then Cecilia realizes she has been caught in her lie and she calls over this douchey guy named Vince and she's like, Vince, like this little girl wants to go in the pool. So he like picks Claire up and like throws her over his shoulder like fireman style and she starts freaking out because she doesn't want to go in the water and Raymond like tells him to stop he eventually like puts her down he's like geez what's the drama and then Claire starts crying and like runs out and Cecilia's like oh my god like can't she take a joke and Raymond makes her look dumb as hell Mm -hmm. he totally calls her out for being an attention seeker and then he runs after Claire and he catches up with her and he asks if she's okay asks if she can bring him to Aqua and I'm like he is so good with kids he gets her to smile he gets her in a good mood again yeah i freaking love raymond he's the best if he was like a photographer at an elementary school every kid would just have a bomb ass Mm. school photo i think also it is important to note that the second that he found out that or like thought that aqua had a boyfriend he was like okay i'm gonna back off i'm gonna be respectful and i'm like fucking king a respectful king at home with his best friends like a respectful king (laughs) back at claire's house aqua is in the bath eating fish food like the true queen she is and she's like Mm -hmm. the only men i need are ben and jerry and i'm like this is true this is so true Mm -hmm. i agree it is the truth. Um, especially <laughs> after Ben and Jerry wrote that absolutely fucking scathing, scathing I love. Black Lives Matter mm. address. Yeah. It was so, like, I'm like, that is the passionate response that everyone should mm-hmm. be doing backed up with monetary financial yes. fucking support. Absolutely. So Claire brings Ray upstairs and they hear him coming and Aqua's like, holy shit, like I'm just like chilling in the water. So she hides her tail and Haley jumps into the bathtub pretending to be Aqua's legs and Claire is like, okay, like go wait on the balcony. Um, my bad. And... (laughs) After Raymond is on the balcony, 
Claire fills in the girls on Cecilia's conniving-ass ways, and Aqua puts on a robe. I don't know how her legs come back so quickly, but she puts on a robe, and she meets Ray on the balcony, and he ends up asking Aqua to be his date to the last splash. The game plan yeah. is back on track. We get to the last splash. Everybody is simply vibing. It's a great time. There are like games going on. People are like dancing. It's a good time. Raymond is doing like a water balloon toss competition. And when he sees Aqua like walk into the party, he gets so distracted that he gets like hit with a water balloon. It's very cute. Aqua looks freaking amazing. I was obsessed with her like crimped hair when I was a kid. I thought it was the coolest thing. Wasn't, you know mm-hmm. um yeah raymond is just like a nice good sport like he's a guy who knows how to f- have fun in the sun aqua is super nervous for their date but she's really excited and she heads over to raymond he's like you look really pretty and she's like so do you and they go to grab something to eat while Haley and claire watch them pretty obviously through the restaurant window while they're eating dinner aqua dumps an entire salt shaker into her water and Raymond is like is that good because he wants to like you know show his interest in her choices and she's like (laughs) yes so he's like fill her up and he tries to drink it but spits it out it's like dribbling down his face like he has to like take it the L um and he's like I think this is an acquired Mm. taste But he's trying, and he really can't hang with the sodium content. Meanwhile, outside of the restaurant area, Haley's mom comes over to her, but Haley is still giving her the cold shoulder, just, like, treating her mom like shit. And Claire's Mm -hmm. grandma comes up to her mom, and she actually congratulates her on the prestigious grant she received to work in Australia. It's like, bro... Your mom got Mm -hmm. a grant out of like hundreds of applicants. Meanwhile, Raymond and Aqua talk over dinner and he tells her he's always wanted to go to Fiji. And Aqua's like, it is beautiful there. And Raymond is like, oh my God, you've been to Fiji. And she's like, I've been to a lot of places, but I've learned it isn't where you are. It's who you're with. And he is so impressed with how sure of herself she is. And honestly, like, I think that is a really nice quote. Yeah. So then the band gets on stage to get ready to play and Claire and Haley go up to the stage and give the lead singer like a slice of cake as a bribe, I guess, because they want him to play Island in the Sun, Raymond's favorite song. And I have a quick question. Yeah. Is that actually Weezer? I don't think so. Let me see what they look like. I don't think it's them. Google like was Weezer and Aquamarine. Yeah. No, I don't think it's them. Okay. So the song starts playing and Raymond's like, oh my God, it's my favorite song. We have to dance. And he like pulls Aqua over to the dance floor and she has never danced before. So, you know, she's not great at it. It's pretty rough to watch. Not very good. But Raymond thinks it's cute and he like teaches her how to dance. He's like, yeah, have you ever been in the ocean? Like, you just want to move like the way that a wave carries you in the water. And so like she starts to get the hang of it. He like grabs her hands and they dance together. And I'm like, oh my God, I would freaking die if I was in this position. I, to this day, would love to dance to Island in the Sun with a man in the summer. It sounds wonderful. So they're having a grand time, and then Cecilia walks in and sees them dancing and is 
absolutely livid. So she's starting to walk over to like interrupt them. But Claire and Haley like get in her way and cut her off. And they're like, you need to back off and not make a bigger fool of yourself than you already have. And I'm like, damn, them's fighting words from Claire. She is like not holding back at all. Yeah, it's like as Aqua has shown her confidence, like the girl's confidence has also grown. Mm -hmm. So then Cecilia is, you know, humiliated. So she runs off and then Aqua and Ray continue to dance and Aqua's fingernails turn pink. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Aqua says dancing with him is the best thing she's done on her feet, but... She has to go, and Raymond desperately wants her to stay, but alas, the sun, it's setting. So he says, I'll say anything to make you stay, and Aqua clearly wants him to say I love you. But instead, Aqua kisses him, and she's like, tell me how that makes you feel. And she's like, wait, actually tell me tomorrow. I'm going to meet you at 9 a.m. We're going to talk then. So the girls are riding off, and Cecilia sees them. And decides to follow them in her car with two of her friends. Then we see back at the club, like Raymond is watching the fireworks and he's thinking about Aqua. And then we see Aqua in the water tower and she's watching them too and thinking about him. It's very cute. Um, the girls have left, but Cecilia and her cronies are just like in the car watching the water tower being like what's going on and cecilia decides to investigate so she goes up to the water tower her friends are not thrilled at all and while she's climbing up the ladder they decide to just like steal her car and abandon her and like yeah they're all mean people so i don't really care but like girls that is a bad friend move that is how your friend is going to end up getting fucking murdered you abandon her at this creepy water tower For at sure. night like on the night of the last splash like people are drinking you don't know what kind of psychos are out there bad friend move agreed cecilia is on the top of the water tower and she cracks the case wide open she's like aqua is a fucking mermaid and she freaks the fuck out and she locks aqua inside the water tower and as she's climbing down accidentally pulls the ladder off its hinges almost falls to her death which would totally kill her i don't know if the movie could handle that plot line so she doesn't die and she runs down the ladder to tell her friends what's good but they are gone so she's like i'm gonna pull this ladder down and hide it and that way when people can come i will i will cause a scene i will fucking make them see sorry i got a little ahead of myself but she does take away the ladder <laughs> Yeah. So Cecilia, I guess, like walks back to the beach club. She gets back to the last splash and sees her friends and she tells them, you know, Aqua is a mermaid. And they're like, you are unhinged. Like, you're losing it, girl. They like laugh at her. But Leonard overhears this whole conversation. So he goes back to his shack and he starts looking through this like sea folklore book and he finds a picture of the mermaid pendant that he found in the pool. And he's like, oh, fuck, like she is a mermaid. Some dots are being connected. Meanwhile, Haley reads a brochure on the grant her mother received and she like thinks about maybe giving her mom a second chance. So then the next morning we see Cecilia like run up to her dad and she's like, oh, my God, daddy, like I was just going for my run 
by the water tower and I heard crying. Like, I think there's a girl that's trapped up there. And he's like, did you call the police? And she's like, no, I wanted to tell you first. And he's like, oh, fuck. So he like calls the news station. He's like, we got to get a crew down there ASAP. I got the biggest scoop of the day. Meanwhile, meanwhile, in Claire's bedroom, Claire is making her bed when Haley comes in with her fish, Moby. And she's like, can you take care of my fish when I leave? And Haley's like, maybe we should rethink the wish. Maybe we take a second. We try again because mm-hmm. she's been thinking about her mom and like her mom's worked really hard and she really deserves the grant that she got in the position she's going to have and Haley says maybe you know we'll learn to stand on our own when i'm gone claire does not take this well she starts to like throw some insults at Haley. things get really heated between the two of them and Haley's like like how come i'm your only friend and you've like lived here your whole life oof. like oof, rough they really throw some things at each other that are hard to come back from and you know the fight escalates Haley leaves in anger and claire like throws a pillow at the door she then like turns on the tv and then sees cecilia's dad's news report about a woman trapped in the water tower and she's like oh fuck aqua so then she like runs after Haley, and she's like Haley, wait we gotta save her yes back at the water tower cecilia is spouting bullshit as Haley and claire ride up on their bikes the firefighters and the diver finally find something in the water tower and it's the dolphin floaty guys come on Mr. Banks Mm. is absolutely humiliated, just the laughing stock of the town now. And on live television, Cecilia is still freaking out. And she's like, there's a mermaid in the water tower. There's a mermaid in the water tower. Everyone is laughing at her. Her father is pissed TF off and demands Cecilia's car keys as a punishment for making him look like a damn fool. So the girls are like, this is done. Like, let's worry about our next thing. And they run back to the club to try to find Aqua. And it turns out that Leonard went to the water tower in the morning with a ladder and helped Aqua, like, get down and totally saved her. Yes. And she thanks him. And then he thanks her for, like, being so kind to him, unlike everybody else in this godforsaken town. Literally everyone else. Yeah. He then, like, returns her necklace to her and she hugs him. And then, like, Leonard looks out the window and sees, like, the snack shack lady. And he, like, smiles at her. And Aqua's like, you know, if you help a mermaid, you get a wish. And they're like, oh. You've piqued my interest. At the pier, Haley and Claire see Raymond, who has been patiently waiting since 9 a.m. for Aqua. Don't know what time it is now. (laughs) She finally shows up and he says that he thought about her all night. He's flirting with her and he's like, hey, give me a 20-minute warning this time before you run off. And he's like, I want to take you kite surfing and to get hot dogs, blah, 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 etc., etc. And she stops him. She's like, please, please stop talking. But she says, I came here looking for something I didn't know existed, but then I met you. And she asks him if he loves her. And he's like, we have had one date. And he's like, don't get me wrong. Like, I really, really like you. I think you're smart and beautiful and different than anyone else I've ever met. And I want to see more of you. Dog, that's why it's a freaking movie. Yeah, it's, like, shocking how well he handles, like, the fact that she wants him to be in love with her. He's just like, I'm not there yet, but, like, I still want to 
date you. A man would never. Yeah. I can't believe, especially like an 18-year-old. So Aqua is like heartbroken. She starts crying. He's really confused. He's like, why do I have to be in love with you today? Like, can't we just work our way there? And I'm like, you fucking angel. Oh my God. We need to just like take a moment to acknowledge respectful, understanding King Raymond the lifeguard. We have no choice but to stand. Amen. So Cecilia then comes in out of fucking nowhere and she's like, maybe instead you should just go back where you came from and then pushes Aqua off the pier into the fucking ocean. Cecilia's unhinged. Like she is yeah. a nuisance to herself and society. Premeditated manslaughter written all over it. Doom doom. So, you know, of course, Aqua pops the tail. Christ. And Raymond is like shook, obviously. And a storm starts brewing, courtesy of Aqua's dad, because he knows that she's back in the ocean. And Raymond is like, stay calm. Like, don't fight the current. I'm going to go grab my rescue board and save you. So he like runs off. And Cecilia is like, he still picks her like she's a fucking fish and like screams and runs off. I love Raymond, but leave it to a guy to be like, oh, you're a literal mermaid. Let me get my rescue board and save you from the water. But we love Raymond. Hilly gets ready to jump into the water and swim over to Aqua. But Claire's like, not without me, you're not. So she faces her fears head on and they jump into the water. But that the sea do be raging though. These waters are mm. choppy as hell. And they tell Aqua to grab a buoy. And they meet her at the buoy. And Aqua is like, I have to go back home. Like, that's the deal I made with my dad. And Haley's like, please, like, take our wish. Like, you can stay here forever. And even Claire agrees. But Aqua says there is no wish because Raymond doesn't love her. She couldn't prove love existed. So they ask what they can do. And Aqua's like, why? Why would you do all this for me? And Claire's like, we would do it because we love you. And Aqua starts crying. But when her tear hits the water, the storm stops instantly because they proved to Daddy Dearest that love does in fact exist. Oh, so, you know, they get a wish after all. And they're like, can we wish that you stay here with us forever? And Aqua's like, no, I, I'm a mermaid. I belong in the ocean. So they decide to save their wish for later. And Aqua's like, I'm totally going to visit you guys. I'll even swim to Australia. And I'm just like, oh, the power of female friendship. It's beautiful. And then Aqua gives each of them one of her starfish earrings. And she's like, starfish, maybe big suck-ups. But they never lie. Aw, I want a pair of starfish earrings. So the girls start swimming back to the pier. And Haley's like, I'll race you. But Claire is like, I want to enjoy this and just float a while. And she's like, this has been the best summer ever. Haley's like, I can't wait for next summer. Down under. But Claire is like, yeah, right. I can't do that with my allowance. And I'm like, Claire, your rich grandparents own a beach club. And I am positive your parents had insurance. But anyways, Haley reminds Claire that they still have a wish. So it could be possible. Mm -hmm. So it's the last, last splash. Mm -hmm. Raymond comes paddling over, finally took his own sweet fucking time. <laughs> and um, he is like, once again, shockingly okay with the fact that Aqua is a mermaid. He's like, I'm not mad. I'm just like, 
surprised and a little confused. He even like compliments her tail and he's like, are you planning to surface anytime soon? Like, I'm not sure how to ask out a mermaid, but I really want to see you again. Uh. And I'm like, oh my God. So then Aqua's like, I have to swim back for a bit, clear the water with my dad, but maybe we can meet in Fiji sometime. And he's uh, like, totally. I love that plan. And then they kiss and I'm like, wow, never again will a more accepting man walk this earth. There was a tweet that I saw like months ago that was like, not all men, you're right. Not all men. Raymond from Aquamarine would never treat me this way. I did see that too. Yep, exactly. Back at the beach, Leonard is dating the snack shack lady. I'm glad he's happy, but also I'm just like, snack shack lady, like, are you okay? Are you under a spell? Are you being forced to love this man because of a mermaid wish? So Raymond catches up with Haley and Claire and he thanks them for everything. Um, He doesn't even get mad that they basically tricked him into falling in love with a mermaid. But he says they're both extraordinary and he kisses them on the cheek and they are simply beaming. Those girls are freaking Mm. TF out. I would too. I, I understand it completely. So then it's time for Claire and Haley to say goodbye to each other. It's very sad. They say that they'll miss each other. And then they both put on the starfish earrings. And of course, the starfish give them like the sweetest compliments. And they hug. And they're like, I'll see you soon. They start to walk away. They look back, run back to each other and hug again. And then part ways. And that's the last shot of the movie. Yes. Pan out on beach. God, what are your thoughts, Christina? I love this movie. I always have. I always will. It's so fun. I think that, like, Raymond is the best fucking love interest I've ever seen in a movie. It's very heartfelt. I definitely agree with you. I think that it's just, like, such a heartfelt story. You got love. You've got friendship. And the quippy remarks, impeccable. Mm -hmm. It's one of those truly cult classic young adult movies where you're just, like, you look back and you're like, this was a really formative moment in these girls' careers. And it was Mm -hmm. a formative moment for me to, like, see myself on screen and just, like, ruminate in that, like, teenage girl blossoming. Oh, yeah. Like, finding yourself, finding your confidence is really what Mm -hmm. this movie is about and, like, the true meaning of female friendship. And, like, the fact that it also has a mermaid in it is just, like, cherry on top of the fucking sundae. Totally. Wow. Just warms my heart. So, shall we give it a little rating? Definitely. I'm going to go with, I feel like I am being harsh because this is one of the movies that I've seen multiple times in the past year, but I'm going to say like 7.58 just because I really enjoy it, but it's not like, oh my God, Aquamarine is my favorite movie, you know? Yeah. I feel like initially I was like nine, but I think it's probably more sensible to land at like an eight. You were like, this is a fucking yeah. 10, baby. We've made yeah. it. Ten out of ten. Yeah. I think, I think like an eight feels, feels good to me. Yeah. It feels right. Well, thank you so much for listening, you guys. We hope you enjoyed. Yes. This one was a real pleasure. I think we, we almost had mm-hmm. too much fun here. <laughs> yeah. We had to take many, many breaks for giggling fits, so. <laughs> this would be a fucking nightmare to edit. <laughs> 
Yeah, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Um, If you would like us to give you a little shout out in the episode, pick a song for the montage portion of a movie about your life. Make sure you leave us a little review on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. Yes, we love it. It's so quick, I promise. You can follow us on Instagram. It's Movies That Raised Us. You can follow us on Twitter. It's MTRU underscore pod. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to Movies That Raised Us. We are Mo and Christina, and our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye.